Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Stacey Broman, who is business product owner at Blue Jay Solutions. And today we're going to talk about Beyond the Go Live, providing ongoing value in vendor-customer relationships. Now, you know, companies spend and invest a lot of time and resources and energy in, in putting together RFPs and evaluating different, you know, features and functions and, and ultimately, you know, selecting a, a vendor and a, and a solution. But what happens after the implementation is done and, you know, the go live is completed? I mean, how do, how do you continue to deliver value in a vendor-customer relationship? Well, that's the main question we're going to address in today's episode. And it's great to have uh, Stacey in the program to kind of share her insights and advice on, on this topic. So, Stacey, welcome to the program. Adrian, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now, Stacey, you know, you're a first-time guest on Talking Logistics. Um, you know, I've had many of your colleagues there at Blue Jay uh, on the program before. And, you know, before we kind of dive into the specifics of this topic, I'm always curious how people get involved in this industry to begin with. So if you could just, you know, share a little bit about your career path and, you know, how and why you got involved with, with this industry and kind of what your role and responsibilities are there at Blue Jay, uh, that'd be great. Sure. Um, originally, I went to Michigan State and... Uh, Pretty much out of college, I was in uh, manufacturing, so supply and demand planning. Uh, really got my feet wet with um, a fleet as well and understanding transportation and logistics. Um, really allowed me to understand how the entire supply chain works. So um, if something happens with quality, how that will um, affect everything downstream. So that was really exciting to me. Um, I then worked for a 3PL. Um, worked uh, really with the operations group there and um, managed several accounts and then uh, went on to work for a software company which was a startup lean logistics at the time um, I really just wanted a better way to do things uh, and you know be able to impact the software uh, make changes that were going to impact my customers so um, Lean Logistics was doing that time uh, pretty new in the industry and they were continuing to va drive value for their customers. Uh, that then evolved into Blue Jay. Um, so that was really exciting because as that happened, uh, we were able to offer our customers um, a lot more solutions, uh, several different products uh, worldwide. So it's really been an exciting journey. And at Blue Jay currently, I am uh, responsible for our transportation management system as well as uh, parcel uh, over our parcel products. So it's really exciting being able to um, help customers uh, continue to drive value throughout our software products and through our services great well great great journey there I mean I, I started in manufacturing myself and I know when I, I think back to those days you know having that frontline experience and actually kind of being in the shoes of uh, now the customers that you're you know helping to support you know having lived it and breathed it if you will uh, it always provides a you know a good perspective you know and then obviously you worked at a 3PL as well so you, you've had you know uh, different perspectives of the supply chain industry and now on the technology side uh, I think having that diversity of experiences always helps, you know, particularly when you're trying to solve some of the, you know, emerging, you know, challenges and opportunities that are out there in, in the industry. Um, so let's go into the topic now. I mean, like, like I said in my opening remarks, I mean, you know, going live with a software solution, it, it, it certainly it's, a, it's an important milestone, but, but it's really not the finish line. I mean, I think ideally it, it should really be the beginning of, of a new phase in the vendor, you know, customer relationship. I mean, from, from a customer standpoint, I mean, what should they expect from a, from a technology partner after the go live? 
Absolutely. I would say um, some of the biggest things are to make sure that you know your customer's business as well as the industry. So if you went live with uh, domestic freight, um, how is the international being managed? Is there an opportunity you know, to take on that business as well? A lot of times those are happening overseas or being managed by disparate groups. So I think those conversations make sure that you're at the forefront of but then also understanding what's going on in the industry or the world that could affect your customer. Uh, Brexit, what can you be doing to make sure, right, that's a hot industry topic right now, but what can you be doing to ensure that your customer is going to be successful in those scenarios? Can we add additional visibility reporting or um, solve that with a service that's going to um, impact our customers in a, in a great way? Yeah, it's a great example. I mean, I think, you know, when I talk to a lot of, you know, manufacturers and retailers, and, and certainly when they talk about whether it's their technology partners or even their third party logistics partners, you know, one of the things I always hear is that, you know, in addition to the services that they may provide, or in addition to the technology that they provide, they're looking for that insight, that advice, you know, tell me something I don't already know. And I, and I think part of it is, you know, you get to work with a variety of different companies in different industries. And part of what you're doing is keeping a pulse on these industry trends like Brexit, like what's happening with, you know, tariffs and what's happening on the transportation side with the capacity and so forth. And then being able to, you know, bring that insight and that, that advice, you know, to customers and tying that in with their, with their industry and their business to see where opportunities for continuous improvement might exist, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mergers, acquisitions, um, just keeping a pulse on those things is just going to help you be that much more successful with your customer in that relationship. Right, right. So it strikes me, and I know I, I've, I'm seeing this. I'm kind of curious if you're seeing this. I mean, it strikes me that you know, companies should really be thinking about you know, what happens after the go live from the very beginning. You know, that, that is, they should kind of have that perspective as they're doing their vendor valuation and selection process. I mean, do you see that happening today? I mean, are companies looking beyond kind of the features and functions and, and looking into how a technology vendor could be a potential long-term partner moving forward? Absolutely. Um, we'll see that in our kickoffs even. We'll bring in uh, people from outside of the company, so other business units, finance, obviously, but um, start to understand if there's something that we can do as a next phase. Um, maybe they don't have the resources available right away, but let's plan this for a year out um, or you know, six months out. Is there something we can be engaging in uh, from a project standpoint to incorporate more value for that customer? And I think another element that I see when I, when I talk to shippers is, um, you know, they look for that, that alignment of culture, right? I mean, do they have, let's say, you know, let's say that the, the, the company has, the customer has a strong lean or Six Sigma or continuous improvement culture within them. A lot of times they look for a partner that has that similar type of culture or a commitment to continuous, uh, you know, improvement. I mean, do you see that in the early conversations with, with customers? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're engaging, I would say, earlier with the different groups and making sure that they're involved um, and then connecting our groups with um, different um, aspects of their company. Um, so not just your operations group. You want to get the finance group involved. You want to make sure that uh, we have people from the warehouse um, all through the company. We want to make sure that those are connections are happening and that those conversations are happening early on. Great. Well, you know, one of the things, uh, and you know this as well too, because when you 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 worked in manufacturing three PLs, I mean, supply chain is constantly you know changing. So, 
you know, it follows that the customer requirements in terms of technology is also going to change, you know, in order to respond to, you know, everything that's happening, you know, out there in the marketplace. I mean, what, what role should companies play in kind of uh, helping shape a vendor's R&D roadmap? I mean, and, you know, how, how can they participate in that process? Absolutely. Um, I would say for us, we have a customer advisory board. So we have folks uh, from our customer that we're specifically incorporating into understanding what our roadmap is and then what we've developed um, to see if there is anything additionally we should be thinking of. Um, if we're going to be taking on a larger um, development item, we're going to develop stakeholders uh, within our customer base to make sure we're incorporating their feedback. Uh, we also have what we would call an ideas portal. So our customers are specifically able to submit uh, business issues or ideas for improvement um, that we're going to then action and make sure that we're giving them regular feedback. We also have our user conference, which gives our uh, users, uh, uh, customers and partners alike the ability to be part of understanding what we're doing in the industry, uh, what we're, where we're going as far as a roadmap is concerned, and then uh, provide feedback as well as um, you know, focus groups around the different areas that we are developing. Yeah, well, I know your user group is coming up in uh, just a few weeks here, and I'm certainly look for, looking forward to that. And I mean, I've had the opportunity to participate in different customer advisory board meetings, you know, present to the, meet, you know, the groups and, and so forth. And the thing that strikes me is that you know, those are really some great conversations because it tend to be more intimate, you know, more intimate setting that there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, honest, you know, communication and feedback that takes place in, in those meetings. And, you know, in the, in the meetings that I participated, in, I don't think I participated in one with, uh, with, with your company, but, you know, usually the customers are represented, they're, they're, there's a diversity of representation there, large companies and small companies, different industries and so forth. It's really try to get as broad a view of the trends and the issues affecting the in the, the various industries as possible. I mean, do you look for that kind of diversity in, in your customer advisory groups as well? Absolutely. We will incorporate um, the user feedback. So from a system administrator perspective, uh, we also engage with our C-level. So from a strategic advisory standpoint um, for driving our roadmap as well. So absolutely. So, I mean, I, 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 you know, as a vendor, I mean, you're, you're receiving, you know, um, you know, input for, from many, you know, different customers in terms of, and of course, different industries in terms of what the, how the requirements are changing, what new capabilities they may be looking for in response to, you know, strategic initiatives that they may have or regulatory changes and, and, and so forth. I mean, how do you manage and, and prioritize all of those requests that, that are coming in? And, you know, how do you, how do you make sure or prevent a customer from feeling like they're being ignored or something like that? Absolutely. We have uh, regular engagements with our customers, um, but we have contractual um, commitments, go lives, um, our roadmap. And then I referenced before, um, we have a tool called AHA that we are um, looking at the highest voted items and dedicating uh, a percentage of our roadmap in every release to making sure we're pulling directly from there. Um, so highest voted on items we're looking at, but we're looking at those by product as well to make sure that um, our products are all being enhanced and customer feedback is a big portion of that. Right, because I mean, ultimately you're trying to align, um, you know, your roadmap in terms of what you're working on with things that customers, well, or the broadest population of customers are, are going to, are looking for, are going to need, you know, in, in, in the coming, you know, years and months, right? 
Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, so ultimately, what, what business benefits are, you know, the customers and vendors, you know, achieve by, you know, really establishing a, you know, longer term partnership? I would say continuous improvement um, within their business and continued um, return on their investment. Uh, as an example, we have a customer in the UK who um, had submitted an idea that was highly voted on regarding carrier um, shipper document sharing. Uh, they do a lot of legal documentation with carriers and they said it would be great if we had a way to just share these documents um, as well as be notified um, if anything uh, expires or um, we need to update something or review it. So that was one of the highest voted on items and we made sure that, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to solve a problem, but we wanted to incorporate their feedback as well as anyone who voted on it. So we even shared mock-ups of, um, initial mock-ups of what we were designing uh, with the customers that voted on that. And then anyone in our customer advisory board took into account their feedback and we'll be releasing that shortly um, just because it was one of those things that we said this would be great to add to the product. Are we missing anything? Um, is there anything else we should be adding? So once we had that um, prototype and mock-up with the functionality we were going to deliver, we said, is there anything else we should incorporate? And we got extremely good feedback around um, what that can do and how we can enhance that product. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great example. I mean, I think, you know, for, for me, I think that, um, you know, it takes two to tango, if you will, right? And I think you can't be a passive customer, right? You can't uh, just, uh, you know, be silent or not engage and expect that, you um, you know, the, the vendor partner is going to, um, you know, deliver on things just, you know, or know what they need, you know, just through, uh, through osmosis, right? So I think one of the things is uh, that, um, you know, whether it's participating in a customer advisory board or completing surveys or attending the user conferences, I think part of the responsibility is, uh, you know, the customers have to take that responsibility in terms of their role as well, in terms of being able to be actively engaged with, with their partner to be able to provide that you know, honest feedback and, and continuous uh, input, including perhaps participating in, in pilot uh, uh, engagements. We have, they may be the first to test some new functionality and, and be able to provide some, you know, help guide the probe, you know, a, a new feature, you know, even more directly, right? Absolutely. We take beta customers all the time. And ultimately, we want to deliver products that our customers love and that they use. So the feedback is key um, as we develop something. We like to uh, always think of ourselves as experts. And we're fortunate in the um, aspect that we manage about $2.5 billion of freight in-house. So a lot of times we will get good feedback from that user group um, that manages transportation in-house. But our customers, uh, ultimately, we want to make sure that we're engaging with them and um, we're developing stakeholders around the features we're developing to get that feedback. Great. Well, Stacey, we're running short on time here, so I'm just going to go right to, you know, to my last uh, you know, question here. So I mean, as, as a way to wrap up, I mean, um, you know, how would you complete the following, uh, you know, sta statement or sentence? The secret to providing ongoing value after go live is what? Engaging with your customer, knowing their business and the industry. Well, I think, uh, I think we covered uh, all those three points in, in our discussion today. And like I always say, we always just manage to scratch the surface on these topics, but you know, my main takeaway is you know, both parties have to be engaged and both parties have to, you know, there's, you know, it's the old saying, you know, you have to be 
uh, you know, communication is key and on an honest communication, uh, you know, to, to bring forward a lot of the innovations that are going to be required in this industry to, uh, you know, be able to respond to all the challenges that are out there. So Stacy, thank you again for making the time to be with us today. Thanks, Adrian. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the Blue Jay Solutions website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Stacy, you can post it there, and I'm sure she'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.